0: Have you ever had or been to a gender reveal party? This one went terribly wrong for a very specific reason. Little four-year-old Vienna couldn't wait for the party. She was rooting hard for a baby sister because, after all, she already has a big brother and a little brother. She's right in the middle. Well, all the kids were told at the same time to take a bite of their cupcake to see what color the filling was. Vienna saw the blue icing, and wait till you hear what happened next. Take a bite. What color do you see? Blue. What does that mean? The boy. (laughs) (laughs) She was bawling. She wanted a baby sister so bad. She just kept crying, crying. And mom even said, well, look how cute your little little brother is. We're going to have another cute little boy like that. And she just was inconsolable <laughs> but there is good news and hope for vienna okay her mommy angela mm-hmm. is one of 11 kids and she wants a ginormous family as well
1: oh there you so go.
0: maybe there's a sister in her future
1: <laughs> that was priceless so i never experienced having to have a little baby brother or a little sister or whatever but you did
0: yeah yeah yeah. you had
1: twin sisters born right after you and stuff so can you think back to that time and how did you feel about not one (laughs) but two (laughs) little sisters coming your way let's talk about that next so I, I never had the experience of a younger sibling coming along I was the second and youngest So, of course, I was the favorite.
0: (laughs) According to your version of history, yes.
1: Um, But you did not have that experience. You were the middle child. And not only did you have kids coming behind you, but you had twins. Adorable, cute, Mm -hmm. two little sisters. How did that make you feel?
0: Um, it was rough.
2: <laughs> no, think about it. I
0: went from being the youngest mm-hmm. with my sisters being 5 and 7 years older. I was the youngest for 5 glorious years. <laughs> where the, you know, I was the cute little one. Yeah, all right, well, right. Then my mom gets pregnant with twin girls. And I don't. Rem- I remember being so excited to meet them. Like I could not wait. Right. I don't ever remember any kind of a disappointment that they weren't boys. Okay, but for your, your year- dad was though, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. For the rest of my life, I always used to say I wanted a brother. Mm-hmm. Um, and but then you got me. Then I was like, Well, Maybe I think I, I changed my mind. <laughs> <laughs> but I remember being so excited to meet them. I could not wait to meet my baby sisters. But then came the moment of truth. Yeah. And I will never forget the first time we, me and my mom and the baby twins, she put them in this cute little double stroller and we started walking around the local mall where we lived in Elmhurst, Illinois. hmm And people would walk up to us and go, Oh! <gasps> and they would go nuts and want to know their names and they never even glanced right. at me i was this chubby cheeked like mopey little girl like oh, i'm glad the tension's all on them
1: you could have wandered off into the food court had a sample at every <laughs> restaurant and your mom would have never known you yeah. were gone Yep,
0: the middle child after five glorious years of being the youngest yeah i'm not bitter at all
1: are your sisters aware of this uh have they ever heard that story you tell that story
0: i don't know if they have
1: (laughs) i'm not sure
0: man sometimes i feel like i love dogs so much my heart could burst and we i can't believe we're coming up on a year of saying goodbye to our beloved alex the wonder mutt but Mm. i have i think one of my favorite dog stories of the year for you in just a minute when we say goodbye to dogs we've had four in our marriage Uh, We still talk about them like almost every day. Mm. And we're coming up on the one-year anniversary of our beloved Alex the Wonder Mutt going to heaven. And um, I found for you guys possibly one of my all-time favorite dog stories of the year. If I were to rank them, because I tell dog stories a lot, uh, this is way up there. So there's these two dogs, and their names are Rolo and Sadie. And they became best friends because their mommies moved into the same house together to ride out the pandemic. And they were trying to save money, they were working from home, they're like, let's become roommates. And so the dogs became roommates too. Mm -hmm. Well, sadly, one of the mommies had to move away to find a better job. And they still FaceTime every week. Hmm. And then they visit whenever they can and check out how excited they get when they get to see each other on FaceTime. Hmm. <laughs> they howl at each other and bark. <laughs> and and uh, because these girls were, you know, such good friends being roommates, they've made sure the dogs were able to stay friends and, and they still try to do visits. Every
1: time they see each other, he goes insane. And we do FaceTime every Thursday night so the dogs can see each other. And Aww. these two
0: friends are hoping maybe they can become roommates again soon so the dogs can be reunited. Aww. and And they're that <laughs> good of friends. Isn't that the cutest thing?
1: That is. You were just talking about the dogs who they got, they live together for a while and then we're separated. And when they Skype or whatever, or FaceTime, FaceTime. they, they mm-hmm. get really like woo, woo, seeing so each other. Excited. and stuff. Our dogs do something interesting. We have five dogs. And a lot of times, like my daughter, she likes to take them for a walk and she'll take one at a time. She'll take like, you know, tonight she'll take Marco. And tomorrow night she might take Artessa. But when the one dog goes out for like an hour or so and they come back, It's like the other dogs. It's like the dog has been off to some exotic place. And they sniff them. Sniffing, following them around. It's like, where did you go? Where did you go? What did you do? Tell me all about it. In their little doggy way. It's so funny how they do that. That's hilarious. Yeah. They're just gone for, you know, not long at all. But they do the same thing with people, too. You Uh leave for, like, (laughs) I went and got the mail one day. And I came back in and it, it, you would have thought I was gone for a month. <laughs> oh my gosh, you came back. We're so happy. <laughs> so all cute. five of them tails wagon. They like couldn't get enough of me. It was awesome. Aww. I loved it. Yeah. Having, having a bunch of dogs makes, makes life, uh, it's expensive, but, and it's in, but it's very interesting and, uh, they make life so much better. So a lot of families, they have nicknames for each other. Um, like, do you and Glenn have any nicknames for each other? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so we do too, especially with my kids. And my son surprised me the other night. We used to say to each other all the time when he was little and we were going to bed, I would go, Good night, Little Wolf. And he'd go, Good night, Big Wolf. And we both go, awoo. And it was like our thing. And the other night, I'm getting, I'm, I said, Hey, good night, Kyle. I'm going to go to bed. And he goes, Good night, Big Wolf. And it just caught me by surprise. I Aww. went, Good night, Little Wolf. Awoo. <laughs> Did you start crying? No, it's just like a really sweet moment. Yeah, it made me feel so great.
0: touching. Coming up, you are going to be so inspired by this incredible story of survival. Hey, this is your guaranteed to put you in a good mood story of the day. Good news. Oh, I know you're going to be inspired by this incredible story of survival. Mike lives in Hawaii and he loves to surf. He's 58. He's been surfing his whole life. Well, the other day he got attacked by an eight foot tiger shark. Oh. And he said he would not be here today if it weren't for his friends
2: i started to pray to god and i said god let this shark let go of my leg
0: he started punching the shark and then it nothing was working so he wrapped his other leg that the shark didn't have a hold of around the shark and started squeezing his gills really hard and the shark finally let go and then his friends came to the rescue. I cannot believe the courage my friends had because I'm getting attacked and they held towards me. They are my heroes. Without that first aid, they used the, the little like uh, thing on his surfboard as a tourniquet, the, the little leash. leash. Yeah. Um, lifeguards say he would not have survived. And Mike said his deep faith kept him calm the whole ordeal. Wow. He just trusted God for the Did whole Did you imagine scenario. that? No. And uh, I mean... He's got the best attitude in the whole wide world, but he did lose his foot, and hmm. now they're doing everything possible to save his leg. Hmm. But he's he's so that was him after he was so upbeat, so yeah. grateful to be alive.
1: Think about uh, think about how freaked out we get over like I don't know, there's a bug in your house, <laughs> a bee sting, <laughs> right? And then that and he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah my, I just prayed, yeah, God, God
0: kept me calm.
1: My friends came along; it was awesome.
0: Oh man, I feel like I have the best example of something my husband and I had to do that was major adulting
2: mm.
0: It was not fun. I'll <laughs> tell you what happened in just a minute. So I, I don't know about you, but I, recently I had to do some major hashtag adulting. This is
2: probably <laughs> some
0: of the least fun way to spend money ever. Okay. And it is, we needed a new hot water heater. Oh. Yeah, oh. we had had our HVAC there you go. inspected there you go. and they do like this 24 point inspection to make sure. And they're mm-hmm. like, uh, did you know your water heater is leaking? And we're like, what? And That's the last
1: thing I want to hear water, what? No. Yes,
0: exactly. We're already so paranoid because my sister Esther and her husband, Andrew, mm-hmm. one time they got back from being gone for like 10 days visiting my parents. They live in Indiana. My parents are in Jupiter, Florida. They get back, their whole house is flooded because their hot water heater burst. Mm. And so it turns out when they built uh, the house that we bought years and years and years ago, they didn't do the pressure right. So there's been this way too high pressure all this time. Mm. And it made the water heater leak. So we have a brand spanking new one. And it was really, really, really expensive.
1: Did Did you go tankless?
0: No, no, no! Oh, no, no. we
1: got a tankless one. It that went, wasn't an option
0: was, for us because of our gas situation. There
1: were there's six of us, so having hot, never having to run out of hot water was so sweet.
0: We have a 75 gallon, and we had that before too. Mm-hmm. And so, all growing up we all had to time our showers we'd be like because there's five girls we'd be like hey what time are you taking your shower
2: and then we would time it like
0: we'd wait like 20 minutes before the next person took a shower when we moved into this house that had a 75 gallon water tank Mm -hmm. everyone can take a shower at once and it's glorious we never run out of hot water so yeah Uh, but we asked glenn just you know for full measure asked about the tank list but i Mm -hmm. guess we already have like a gas oven and a couple. Mm. And they're like, oh, no, that would be too much of a strain on your gas or something. I forget mm. what Glenn said. Mm. He handled all that for me. But well, yeah,
1: 75 gallon tank would not have worked with my daughters. <laughs> they, <laughs> that 75 that, that gallon tank had never met the Avery girls. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, if you've
0: had some major hashtag adulting in your life and you want to tell us your story, feel free to call.
1: We're talking about hashtag adulting. And uh, stuff that you got to do, stuff you got to pay for when you're an adult that you rather mm-hmm. probably wouldn't. I'm, my wife and I are at the the age where our kids are. They're moving out of the house, and we've given them a little bit of a grace period when they move out with things like being on car insurance and that kind of thing. That's nice. And we're going yeah. through something with one of our kids right now. I'm not going to say which one because I want to embarrass this person. Um, but they're they're doing very well. And they, you know, they're like, okay, I'm going to get my own car insurance uh, in like, I don't know, three or four months, whenever ours is up. I don't know when it is, but I'm going to get my own. In the meantime, she's had an accident. <laughs> so she's going to have the accident, like mm-hmm. have everything paid for by our insurance. And she's going to leave and get her own. And meanwhile, our rates are going to go up.
0: <laughs> oh, the new insurance company doesn't know about the old in-
1: accident. I guess not. I just assumed I it was know, like if there was but, a
0: police report, it'd be like public.
1: But we do feel like it's bye, mom and dad. Thanks. And by the way, here's a here's a lovely parting gift for you. I'm gonna going to make your rates up. go. Even though the two of you haven't had an accident in like 30 uh, years, I'm going to make your rates go up before I leave. Bye. What
0: a bummer. Man, parenting, it never ends.
1: I'll tell you, it just the older they get. The more if you can, I know, mom and dad, you're thinking, you're well, travel ball, you don't know. I had to buy a bat and cleats and registration. That is nothing compared to when they get out on the highway. (laughs) Because you're going to be on the hook for the cleats and the bat and the registration and the car stuff, too.
0: If you've listened to the Kevin and Taylor show for a while, you've heard me talk about my dad. He suffered from MS and was stuck in a bed, but he loved someone would put him in his wheelchair, take him over to the beach in Jupiter right along the inlet, and he would share his faith with the fishermen there. Mm. And that's why he would love that he gets us ad campaign.
1: You've probably seen the ads. those really cool, edgy black and white TV commercials, or maybe you've seen the billboards and they're really making an impact to let people know. Know who Jesus really is.
0: Well, wait, there's more. You can join over 50,000 other people who have already joined. The He Gets Us Fans community. Super easy to join. Text FANS to 70193 and guess what's going to start coming to your
1: phone? You'll get access to reading plans, prayer guides, and other tools to help you on your spiritual journey. Why don't you sign up today? Text the word FANS, that's F-A-N-S, to the number 70193.
0: Coming up in just a minute, what's the craziest thing you accomplished while pregnant? Think back To when you were pregnant. Did you do anything crazy? Maybe run a 5K or teach school all the way up to the minute your water broke?
1: My wife would go, no, I made a human being in my tummy. Isn't that enough? (laughs) Check this out.
0: Lauren and Mark met during Air Force Academy, and she is now among the very first pregnant pilots to fly an ejection seat plane, even hitting supersonic speeds. During one of the flights, Mark said he couldn't be more proud of his wife. And I was thinking about this baby, like, okay, here this baby is in the womb at supersonic speed. Wouldn't it be funny if it came out and became a little child that was scared to death of roller coasters?
1: I was thinking the opposite. That kid comes out and he's like really, 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 really energetic. You have no one to blame but yourself, Mom. (laughs) right he's already used to life at, the, at an incredibly high rate of speed he comes out to me like what are you going to do now what now what now that was great what next what next
0: so it's pretty wild that that pilot she married another pilot and she went on supersonic speeds while pregnant one of the first women to ever do that so how about you did you do something pretty spectacular while you were pregnant like maybe you you taught school all the way up to the day your water broke which I don't know how you. I don't know how you do that. That is so hard. Teaching's already hard. Normally, mm. let alone add pregnancy on top of it. So we'd love to hear your stories. Give us a call.
1: Hey, Dom. We're talking about stuff that you did while you were pregnant. That now looking back on it, you kind of shake your head and go, "What was I thinking? How did I do that?" Yeah. <laughs>
0: exactly. Um, I was teaching first grade. And uh, my water broke uh, in the classroom. (gasps) No way. (laughs) How did the kids react? (laughs) Well, I was just teaching a lesson, so all the children were there and um, on the carpet. And I was like, uh, okay, well, I'm going to go and try to get. (laughs) This isn't awkward at all.
2: (laughs) Not at all for
0: six-year-olds and trying to buzz the front office to get coverage. And, you know, so um, it was a rather exciting and um, interesting experience. I wonder
1: what those kids said to their parents when they got home. My teacher was breaking her water at school today.
0: (laughs) Hey, Tiffany, it's Kevin and Taylor. I think women who create a baby in their belly are superheroes. You're amazing. So what else did you accomplish besides that?
2: So I worked at DFACS when I was pregnant with my daughter. It was, she was born at Christmas time. And I shot for all of the DFACS children in our county trying to walk her out. My office was determined she was going to be born before Christmas. So they put me in charge, and I walked to Walmart. I walked to the mall with a shopping list. Oh. Um, and she was born on December twenty seventh. Oh, <laughs> so wow. I worked up she until Christmas finish. break. <laughs> <laughs> it did not work.
0: Oh <laughs> so. man, that is a lot on your shoulders. Uh, yeah. Wow. Yeah, Thanks for so, making a difference in the those foster kids' lives. That's such a vital job.
2: A- amen. Become a foster parent.
1: So uh, Griff's in the studio with us now, and I guess every generation of parents goes through this, where you raise your kids and they have technology or... You know, like appliances and stuff that the parents didn't have when they were kids. Right. Like for for us, I mean, it was like I mean, just having these phones in our hands. <laughs> you know, like we, when we were kids, it was the phone was attached to the to the wall, and mm-hmm. that was it. You didn't have a phone in your pocket. You weren't in touch with your friends twenty four seven. But with your
2: kids, they're growing up with literal robots in the house. Yeah, especially these uh, smart speakers. You know, we have a lot of lot of them in our house, and uh, the kids love talking to them. Mm-hmm. Uh, they'll ask about the weather. They'll they have this thing on there, like dinosaur of the day and animal of the day. Oh, that's cute. And there was a story that came out, Taylor. You were talking about it, like how kids are so polite mm-hmm. to these smart speakers, yeah. Like asking them questions and stuff. And I, I found a clip. This is an older clip of my kids, but they're polite to the smart speaker.
1: Alexa, can you please go to find a way?
2: <laughs> they thought Alexa could control the thunder, oh. so they're saying please. please. But, but they always say please and thank you. Like the Alexa Super will tell play. them to the Alexa, right? But to us, the parents, we tell them to do anything, or they ask us, "Hey, Daddy, go get my water bottle." Said, oh. Please get my water bottle. It's you know. So it, interesting. It is funny. It's true. So they're
0: nicer to the robot oh, than yeah. the mom 100%, and dad. Hundred yeah. percent. And then how do they treat your uh, your? robot vacuum cleaner just indifferent or yeah they're
2: pretty indifferent to yeah that. Yeah. yeah they don't bother it too much see i
1: i if i was a kid and i had one of the robot vacuum cleaners mm-hmm. i'd put like my little plastic army men on it <laughs> Yeah, you know yeah I mean? turn it into we'd, we'd a toy epic battles with, yeah. the, with yeah. the, the robot vacuum cleaner that but.
0: would really annoy me as a parent that my kid was being nicer to a smart speaker than me
2: It is kind of annoying. I mean, it's Uh, like smart speakers and teachers—they respect, they're kind to. But mommy and daddy, you know, no respect. Take it for granted. Yeah. Yeah. Well,
1: wait till they get a little older, and and it's going to be, give me twenty dollars, (laughs) Dad. That's when you really get annoyed, right?
0: So I was today years old when I learned that there is something in my yard that happens to drive me crazy—that I could be eating. And save on my grocery bill. Okay, <laughs> I'll tell you what's going on in just a minute. So who knew that something in my yard that's been driving me nuts would actually be a way I could be super healthy and save on my grocery bill. Squirrels? Um, I have. I hear
1: they're really
2: lean meat. <laughs> <laughs> Look,
0: I have dandelions and they drive me nuts. Okay. They're so hard to get rid of. Their roots are so deep. And apparently dandelions are super healthy for you. Hmm. It's, you know, we view it as a weed, but mm-hmm. it's been used for years to treat gallbladder issues, toothpaste, toothaches, constipation, and apparently there's this recipe that is really popular in Appalachia, mm-hmm. where you um, you fry the dandelion flowers, and hmm. they're supposedly delicious, and then you take the green part of the, the stem, and you uh, and the leaves, and you make a salad out of it, and it's super duper healthy, so... Too bad I went around with, on all of mine with Roundup the other day because <laughs> right. I ain't eating them now. <laughs> I was thinking, you, you've
1: heard of farm to table. That's yard to table. Yeah,
0: <laughs> This is pretty wild. They're, okay, everybody knows about milestones with kids, like, oh, first steps or okay. things like that. Yeah. Uh, there's a doctor, a pediatrician, who says there's so many other things that are milestones. Hmm. We just don't know it. We're going to find out what they are next. Who know, knows, uh, who knew that your child has super secret milestones that may be missing, uh, you may be missing out on in a parent. According to this pediatrician, uh, you know, you've Googled milestones to make sure your kids are where they should be. Like, oh, are they are they holding their head up at the right age? Are they walking at the right age? Well, this pediatrician says there are things like a newborn getting hiccups is a milestone. Screaming bloody murder for everything, that's a milestone. (laughs) At four months old, grabbing your hair and won't let go, that's a milestone. Hmm. And then how about this between six and nine months old? Between six to nine months, they start to do weird things that you're like, wait, is that normal? They start to like do things like they shake their head all the time, or like maybe they're supposed to stick their tongue out a little bit. Totally normal. Picky eater toddlers, Hmm. totally a milestone. And four to six-year-olds asking, why, why, why? Well, why? That's a milestone. (laughs) And uh, one last one, nine to 11-year-olds, it's very normal for them to start feeling a little bit of anxiety. Mm. It it comes with that age and what you know about life and the world.
1: Mm. Yeah, it is funny because when your kid starts doing stuff, you think, oh my gosh, I've got the weird kid. (laughs) (laughs) And why wouldn't I? Because they got the weird dad.
0: (laughs) If you love watching HGTV, especially Chip and Joanna Gaines, Fixer Upper, you're going to love this. They just announced they're going to renovate a 100-year-old hotel in Waco. It was built back in 1928. The season premiere is in October.
1: No kidding. Huh, Griff, you hear that? Griff would love to go, I bet, with uh, Sarah. Well, Sarah
0: would love to go. You're phrasing that wrong. Okay, well, let me rephrase it then.
1: (laughs) Griff would love to send Sarah there with a girlfriend of hers. (laughs) There you go. (laughs)